evening everybody evening evening so it is 655 ish on a Monday night it's the 24th of April we're almost done with April that means we're talking May we're in May by the end of the week talk about time flying thinking getting past January is time flying there you go almost halfway done with the year so all right so the, what are we gonna do tonight well well it's one of those days where the real question is how the hell are we gonna get everything done but we've got a wonderful guest we've got a guest uh, with whom we usually get a lot done in in an hour or so and that is Rich Barris. He is here for his monthly visit. Dr. Barris is coming here for a checkup. And plenty to be discussed. We're going to talk about Tucker Carlson and the footnote that is Don Lemon. Nobody gives a shit about him. But um, Tucker Carlson getting kicked out over there or leaving. Either way, it happened early this morning. Going to talk about that. Over at Fox. What do you think that's all about, huh? And from there, I mean, we can go to Ukraine. There's plenty I want to do there. There's plenty I want to do with um, more fake hate crimes. And oh, plenty, plenty. And Rich Barris, I I rolled a lot of these topics by him. And I I pretty much put the show together with him in a few minutes. Everything else, all the the coloring in was me. So we'll just see where it goes. And it's going to go uh, just as smoothly as, you, as I think it will. It's always a home run with Rich. So, welcome aboard, and I hope that you enjoy yourself. And I hope your day was nice, too. It was pretty enjoyable over here. Nothing too disagreeable. But uh, tonight, I want to thank my sponsor. That is BlueMonsterPrep.com. BlueMonsterPrep.com. Get on over to the Internet Superstore for everyday preparedness that seems to be tailored just for this audience because Pat and Gina of Blue Monster are of this audience and um, and we are the first people that they ever sponsored and they've been with us ever since and they've got an affinity for all of you out there even if you just need a few minutes to have some questions an- uh, answered you are never going to get upsold you're never going to get pressured they, they are there for you uh, we are in very very topsy-turvy times and I think that you you would get a lot out of just talking with them put your mind at ease about whatever you have and they have a priorities list checklists really good really good all the stuff that you need to do so go to bluemonsterprep.com and I know that for all orders over a hundred dollars they still give you a whole bunch of special gifts assorted goodies and dinners or something and um, and then there's also the the mugs and go and call them up please their website is on quite frankly.tv on the affiliates page or right in the description of this episode wherever you are watching or listening to it so do that tomorrow i've got tony from wise wolf gold and silver coming on for a short segment about just the world and talking and all that and and they are um and they are also someone i would say in this time go and talk to and regarding the goal okay so i got a super chat on either thursday or friday i think friday night about goldbacks and I couldn't understand uh, how it was written. I got a little bit more clarity when I got home. 
And here's what I got. This is from a friend of mine wrote in and said, hey, hey, Frank, last night someone left a super chat about goldbacks and you seem confused about what they were talking about. Goldbacks cost double per one one thousandth than the actual one one thousandth of an ounce of gold would cost. As of writing this email more, uh, uh, this morning, that was two days ago, on the 22nd, depending on whose website you're at, uh, gold was about 1900 about $2,000, $20 off, 1980 On Nevada Goldbacks, note, they're selling it for $3.92 per one one-thousandth. So it, it shakes out. So if you were to get 1,000 Goldbacks at that price, you would have spent $3,920 to get one ounce of gold in Goldbacks versus $2,000 for one ounce of gold, Eagle, Bison. They cost almost double. Under, okay, now, now that made total sense, and then I understood. I said, fine. And, but here's the thing. It doesn't take away from one or two main points. One, one, um, the, the fact that the bills need to be designed with the art, the manufacturing, the pressing. I mean, there's, there's proprietary software here, uh, uh, the technology that goes into making that one one thousandth into a nice foil bill that can be stored and used and whatever. So there's actual design and manufacturing that goes on into that. And the other thing there too is that even if it is off, but maybe off by a couple of dollars from the spot price of gold because of what you do to manufacture it, still, it's the only way you can make gold, you can use gold in any kind of transactional fashion. Because other than that, you're either buying ounces or bars to store large amounts of value. This is why most people go and buy silver. Because you can toss somebody a couple of dimes for a couple of dozen eggs. You can, uh, you know, some quarters, uh, around, you know, whatever. It's a lot easier to denominate with silver. Okay, so this makes gold transactional. And, of course, you put all of the, all of the creation and the artistic... Um, the creativity into it, then yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you're, you're paying for a product, but it still has its uses. And it's the only way that gold becomes uh, usable in small transaction ways. That's, that's really what it comes down to. So now I understand the, the, uh, the observation and that's my response. Either way, you can go and check it out and ask all the questions you'd like and just throwing it out there. Still, I, the main thing I, I buy is silver whenever I do buy junk silver. And I hear that a lot of that junk silver is just drying up because people are just gobbling up whatever they can. And that's part of what I want to talk to Tony about tomorrow. So now I understand. And it's a perfectly valid thought. All right. So let's go on into our grab bag tonight because I'm going to have some announcements about booking over the next couple of weeks with guests that are coming on. We have some cool guests coming on, and I like that. We're also going to do the grab bag. Uh, we're also going to do the raffle winner for the Brave New World Book Club edition that I have over here with all my notes. We'll do that right after intermission when we're done with Rich. Here's the first one up on the grab bag. It is from Zero Hedge. Nashville official says school shooter. This is a little... uh Makes you wonder, what the hell are they talking about here? School shooters' manifesto is astronomically dangerous. Astronomically dangerous. Say, really? Well, why do you think that is? Why do you think that is in the, in the age of manifestos? I don't know what the hell I believe about all that stuff anyway. But why would it be dangerous? 
Federal officials are delaying the release of a manifesto written by Audrey Hale, who killed six people in Nashville's Christian school, according to local officials, with one calling it astronomically dangerous. Representative Tim Burchett of Tennessee told the New York Post this week that the FBI is currently behind the delay. He said that the documents should be made public for grieving family members and for members of Congress. I would just like to say that while we are talking about this and whether or not it's uh, it's dangerous or good or 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 just you know for our own edification of uh, you know what was going on in the minds of this 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 nut job, this is what's going on today. Again, another residual, the residual fallout and and where we are uh, of the several narrative shifts out there in Tennessee since this shooting because nobody wanted to talk about the mental illness that was on display there and is on display more and more as the days go on. Here we are today. The Associated Press, President Joe Biden on Monday, welcome to the White House, Representatives Justin Pearson, Justin Jones, and Gloria Johnson, who of course was off to the side and out of frame because she wasn't black. The Tennessee Three, who faced expulsion for participating in gun control protests at their state house. So it started off, it started off, with six people dying, with children being murdered by a nut job who was not going to be stopped, who had made a decision to kill people. And it ended with these two absolute fucking clowns. One dressed in black, one dressed in resurrection white, in the Oval Office with the stillborn president and his Harridan VP. But I guess it hasn't been the first time not the first time that terrorists have been in the White House, and I'm sure it won't be the last. So just remember that while we're, while we're being told it might be dangerous for you to know what was going through the mind of this absolute nut job. They, they were able to arrange a photo op in the, in, in the White House for the recipients of the new narrative who are, have now been crowned noble. Noble. So they, tur- they turned a, a mass murder into something that they can use. As always, because they are, they are, they're completely diabolical. Just animals. Animals. Absolute animals. The shooter's notes, quote, could maybe tell us a little bit about what was going on inside of their head. I think it would, it would answer a lot of questions. About 20 journals five, uh, journals, five laptops, a suicide note, and other materials written by Hale were taken from the house where... She lived with her parents, according to a search warrant in the case. What I was told is her manifesto was a blueprint on total destruction, and it was so, so detailed at the level of what she had planned. A Metro Nashville Council member, Courtney Johnson, told the New York Post without elaborating, that document in the wrong person's hands would be astronomically dangerous. Why? Why? I mean, the only thing I can come up with is that it was it, it would act as some sort of a bat signal for the rest of the crazies out there, for the you know the 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 new the new um, the new jihadists that are being activated for war around the country. But man, oh man, there's a there's something else for you. Now here we go. Here's another one. Florida LGBT group cancels Pride Parade after city says no kids are allowed. 
Well, this is awkward. This is also from Zero Hedge. The city of Port St. Port St. Lucie in southeastern Florida was scheduled to host a gay pride parade organized by the Pride Alliance of the Treasure Coast. But there was one caveat, no kids allowed. In accordance with legislation ready to be signed into law by Governor Ron DeSantis, the city allowed the Pride Parade to take place but required all attendees to be 21 or older due to the sexualized nature of the performances common during such events. Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt about it. All it is is about sex. Even if you have everybody dressed up in suits, they're there to proudly say, I have sex with members of my own sex. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. That's it, why it's just everything. It is so contradictory to wanting to just get on with life and be treated as if, hey, uh, just get, you know, just, I, it's so contradictory. But anyway, they have, um, they have canceled it. The Florida House has sent a bill to DeSantis to ban children from attending adult-oriented performances, including drag shows. The bill defines adult live performances as any, any show, exhibition, or other presentation that is performed in front of a live audience and in whole or in part depicts and simulates nudity, sexual conduct, sexual excitement, specific sexual activities, lewd conduct, or the lewd exposure of prosthetic or imitation genitals or breasts. I think that that is pretty... Uh, it should be non non-controversial but you know it's 2023 so the fact that this has to be said and has to be codified is just uh, we're just this is just this is terrible terrible but um but you know what what's the point i guess they figured what's the point you know it, it would be like crawling around on all fours pretending that you're a horny dog suddenly has no meaning if there aren't children around there to hold your leash so it's oh, i don't know you know we make so many references to prophetic dystopian novels and movies and all that um and we, we often written by people who are either trying to tell us a harsh truth about the world that has been planned for us or or if they're not part of the intelligentsia and they, they just want to project down a slippery slope and warn us about what's going on, one way or another, we reference those works of uh, fiction or nonfiction, increasingly, increasingly more nonfiction. But V for Vendetta is brought up a lot, and there is a lot of parallels there. You've got the controlled media. You've got the fake pandemic. You've got the... Um, You've got the police state response to that pandemic. And then, of course, the other big theme in the film is that they're rounding up all of the gays. They're rounding up, rounding up all the homosexuals who just didn't, who just wanted, who just lived for their, their, their relationships and a nice morning coffee and smelling the roses, and they did not want to bother anybody. But the doors busted down, and they're taking out all the gays and stuff like that, and anybody who owns a Koran uh, or whatever the hell it is. But in reality, it's the forces now, in, in, in our reality, the forces who supposedly represent gay interests they're the ones who are kicking down proverbial doors to our homes our schools libraries rodeos hockey arenas so we got the old bait and switch with that part of the movie <laughs> we we got the old bait and switch there nobody told us the gays would be kicking down the door <laughs> what are you gonna do you know what are you gonna do
It's never exactly the way they say it's going to be. Like this. Talk about dystopian. In related news, the Arizona Informer, news, pop culture, and politics, they are uh, friends of the show. They're friends of the morning show as well. And they put together a thread that has gotten a lot of attention. And it deserves attention. Take a look at this. And you tell me if you've seen any of this come into your inbox lately over the last couple of days. The Arizona Informer, AZ Informer on Twitter said, something very strange is happening with big corporations. Out of nowhere, Kroger owned by, uh, owned uh, Fry's Food Stores, K Jewelers, Hallmark, and now DoorDash have all sent opt-out of Mother's Day emails to customers. And this is not organic, what's happening. It reeks of anti-family activists. Oh, no doubt. Listen to this. Here's, here's what you get from Fry's. We know Mother's Day and Father's Day can be sensitive times for some. If you'd like to opt out of our emails and push notifications for these holidays, please tap below. Don't worry, you'll still receive all of our other emails. From K Jewelers. We know Mother's Day can be challenging time, which is why we want to know if you'd like to not receive Mother's Day related emails. Click the button below and we'll take care of the rest. As always, you'll still be the first to know about new styles that you'll love. Nespresso, prefer not to hear about Mother's Day? With Mother's Day coming up, we understand this could be a difficult time of year for some. If you, like, who, do you ever get emails like this when June shows up and all the rainbow flags come out? Do you ever get any uh, e- emails about, do you want to opt out of Juneteenth? Or, or, the, the, or another made-up holiday, Kwanzaa? Do you, ever, do you ever get any of that shit? Now you can say, why is it? Why is it? Do mothers who maybe have lost children not want to be reminded that they are in fact mothers? Do people who have lost parents not want to be reminded of the fact that they once had parents and they're not around anymore? What, what kind of, th- where did this thinking come from? Or are we treading down some more brave new world, making obscenity uh, and making an obscenity out of mother father things that should not be said comfortably outside because of course there are people out there who believe that they were born in the wrong body and therefore can never be the mother or the father that they think that they are or or want to i i don't know where it has to be something like that but again again they want to make just simple titles of maternal and paternal love and responsibility and duty They want to make that a no-go zone for some reason. Where did this trepidation come from? Where did this hesitancy come from? Here's from Levi's Jeans. Hey there, so Mother's Day is just around the corner, and before we start bombarding you with mom-related content, we wanted to check in first. We know Mother's Day and associated, and all associated feelings, emotions, and memories can be tricky. And even triggering for some people, the last thing we want to do is hit you with celebratory yay mom energy that doesn't match up with your vibe. So this year we are giving you the option of opt-out. Don't worry, you're going to get, I mean, it goes on. There's ancestry. Ancestry. You want to opt out of ancestry updates? Here's Mac. We understand it's going to be a difficult time. Then are, why are they not sending this out for every other holiday? I, maybe they will, especially any other traditional holiday. 
But they they will definitely not send that out for Pride Month. No way in hell. No way in hell. And this goes on and on and on. They have compiled so many of these. They've, they've compiled so many. Bye-bye, baby. Do you want to opt out of Mother's Day emails? That is literally the only reason why you would ever shop at Bye Bye Baby. It's the only reason why. If if there were no thing, no such thing as mothers, there would be no Bye Bye Baby. What the hell? So, um, at the very least, we are, again, looking at the complete fracturing of what was already an extremely fragile human psyche. It is totally coordinated, too, because it goes above and beyond I can't believe how long this thread is. I can't believe it. Etsy. We understand this time can be difficult. If you prefer not to receive Mother's Day emails, you can opt out by simply clicking below. So, um, that's it. Bakeries, local bakeries. Because, you know, it's monkey see, monkey do. So, I just, uh, throwing that out there. We discussed that on the morning show as well. And, um... Perhaps you had not heard about it, so I wanted to copy and paste it into tonight. All right, let's get this one started. I want to read into a little bit of the breaking news about Tucker Carlson before we get Rich on, and then it'll be off to the races. we got so much we can touch on, and, uh, and that we will. Don't go anywhere. One ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Thank you everybody give this episode a big thumbs up if you're watching on twitter uh, uh, if you're watching well we should get it back on twitter i should probably start doing that this week maybe i'll look into it tomorrow why the hell not um but give this episode a big thumbs up especially if you're watching on youtube or rumble it helps out so much please just that one click and uh, and share it with your friends share this link with everyone you know and keep dumping those super chats on me quite frankly superchat.com there is the rumble rants which are very easy they're in the platform right there in front of you and then also on quite frankly.tv which is the hub of all things that have to do with this show and the associated network the whole network 
which we've got Mystery Movie Monday tonight. I forgot what we picked. I don't have it. Gonna do Ready Player One soon. Anywho. All right, so what do we got here? There's so many things that we were going to do that I had to take a back seat to this. Because I can't miss out. Fear of missing out. Wouldn't want to be able to do that. Tucker Carlson out at Fox. This is also on Zero Hedge. Tucker Carlson, the highest rated cable news show host in history, is out at Fox News. The news comes days after the network cut ties with host Dan Bongino, 48 hours after the network settled with Dominion voting systems for nearly $800 million. Fox News and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways, reads a statement from the network, which thanks him for his service as a host and prior to that as a contributor. Carlson's executive producer, Justin Wells, is also out at the, ne- at the network according to the uh, semaphore? semaphore? I don't know what that is. According to the statement, Carlson's last show was Friday, April 21st, as he continued to dominate, and his slot is now going to be filled by an interim show helmed by rotating Fox News personalities until a new host is named. Ugh, can you imagine Can you imagine having to be that person? Oh, man. Can you imagine? It's like nobody even comes close. Even it, when you're talking about television, which, of course, is a... a an antiquated medium. I always talk about this. You say, wow, 3 million people tuned in. Yeah, out of 340 million, 3 million people tuned in, which makes MSNBC and CNN numbers so so much more pathetic when you're talking, when, when you know, Tucker, when uh, Anderson Cooper can be measured in hundreds of thousands instead of millions. So it's, um, it says something one way or another. Full statement from the network emphasizes, oh, that's the emphasis, is uh, Zero Hedge. Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor. Mr. Carlson's last program was Friday 21st. Fox News will air live, blah, 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 rotating host, blah, blah, blah. Here's some reaction. Glenn Greenwald said today, Tucker was the cable, uh, was the cable host who most... Number one, opposed the U.S. proxy war in Ukraine. Number two, denounced the CIA, FBI, and DHS for its systemic lies and corruption. Devoted himself to a pardon for Julian Assange. Objected to regime change efforts in Cuba. Criticized Trump uh, administration's militarism. Um, From 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Fox, there was an extreme, even fundamental disagreements between Tucker and Hannity on those key issues and kind of internal debate unthinkable on any other network in lockstep. I'd wager the new 8 p.m. host will be far more aligned with Hannity, standard GOP. Well, it doesn't matter to someone like me and many of you in the audience. I mean, I, I... From whatever Tucker Carlson produced on Fox, I only caught whiffs of in clips that were shared on Twitter. So the last of what may have been even in the rem- the remote smallest bit enticing to turn on a television and watch a broadcast from one of these news networks is gone. And I wasn't even watching it then. But very odd. Very odd. I wonder what Rich thinks about it. Shares of 21st century. Let's see here. Um... Let's see. 
Okay. Shares of 21st Century Fox dropped like a rock on the news and is now sitting at January lows. The drop in Fox's market cap is around the same as a settlement at the settlement with Dominion. So were Carlson and Bongino sacrificed as part of the settlement? And where to next? Is it going to go to Rumble? A lot of people are asking that. Here's one tweet. Rumble is about to get real interesting. You already know Dan Bongino and Tucker Carlson talked about this. There is a move here. I think it's people who are willing to tell the truth and want creative control is too risky for them in light of the lawsuit settlement. Well, I mean, uh, Rumble better start updating its servers then because it is so fucking glitchy. If Tucker Carlson comes over and drags another couple of million users with him, then, I mean, we're going to be buffering every five and a half seconds because I see that those problems are happening all over the site. And again, that's good for them. It means that growth must be enormous. And it's good to have that there. And that is a direct competition with YouTube, at least on the streaming information and live entertainment kind of a thing. YouTube is still supreme when it comes to just being a stockpile for content. You can't get the same kind of content on, on Rumble than you get on YouTube. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he was already... It, that'll be very interesting to see how this plays out, especially since Tucker never really needed the money, even before he began building his brand. You know, he comes from money. He comes from money, and he's, as he started building up his brand, he has only increased how much the, uh, the market... I think, you know, the demand. So anyway, Rich Barris is with us right now. People's Pundit Daily, big data poll director. Rich, how you been, man? I love this time of the month, and uh, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good time of the month. <laughs> how you been? Living the dream, brother, living the dream. I hear you. Just let me know if it's echoing back on you. As, as usual, Laura leaves, and I mess everything up. No, you sound uh, great. If it's feeding back, let me know when you talk. You sound great. Everything sounds all right. And let me just throw this at you to start off. I was told by a friend several hours ago who learned from, I, I guess, friends of their own who work in, in the, the broadcast industry that Tucker's production staff was working on a show for today. And now uh, I find it very hard to believe that Tucker Carlson would have his crew come in to start a day's work if he knew in advance that they were all getting canned. So do you think that maybe this was an editorial issue, like maybe Fox News executives did not want Tucker to do a show on a certain topic, Dominion lawsuit, something else, Sudan, what? I mean, I think we're going to find out for sure at some point, but I can tell you this, uh, you know, people, producers talk to people and uh, I do know uh, a couple of different people, including us over here, uh, that it seemed throughout the weekend that they were working on a show, Frank. And then it was like 1115 when somebody was like, dude, uh, Tucker's producers just were like, it's a wrap. You know, I mean, so this seemed to be a surprise. I mean, we're going to find out soon. I don't know if there was a problem in the work. Maybe they were working on a show as a, you know, just in case we're going to be on the air kind of thing. You never want to be, producers will tell you, never want to be without content. So maybe they were just doing it, um, you know, just to see and they expected it. I don't know, but something was a little bit weird. And I guess now we know why. Yeah. Uh, here, here's what Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. had to say about it. 
Um, he said, ironically. Fox, I, yeah, ironically. Fox fires Tucker Carlson five days after he crosses the red line by acknowledging that the TV networks pushed a deadly and ineffective vaccine to please their pharma advertisers. Carlson's breathtakingly courageous April 19th monologue broke TV's two biggest rules. Tucker Carlson yep. told the truth about how greedy pharma advertisers controlled TV news content and he lambasted uh, obsequious newscasters for pro- promoting jabs they knew would be lethal and worthless. For many years, Tucker has had the nation's biggest audience, averaging 3.5 million. That's 10 times the size of CNN. Fox just demonstrated the terrifying power of big pharma. But also, yes. isn't this, a, yeah. this is pretty much, yeah. I mean, there's no more reason to watch network television, is there? You know, I, I just on the first part about it, and then he had Robert, Ken- Robert Kennedy Jr. on. And they did what? What did they discuss? This disgusting, incestuous relationship between government, media, and corporations. And it's this pushy socialism form for the rich to make themselves feel better, and they're not really hurt by it. And for the rest of us, it's this brutal form of, like, fascist capitalism kind of, like, mixed together, uh, you know, which punishes everybody else uh, if you're not in that ruling class. Um, you know, and then poof, he's gone. So I got to tell you, I, I I thought that Fox has been in trouble for a long time, mainly because it pretends to be something it's not. Fox News pretends to be the hallmark channel of cable news. I had a friend there. I told this story today on the show. Very pretty friend. Uh, she had a what appeared to be very promising career. They're disgusting. I'll let her tell her own story, which, by the way, I mean, in many ways she has. Um but they are not what they purport to be and never were once they lost o'reilly in part because of some of that stuff we don't know the i don't know the details of it or not that person i'll just tell you never had something bad to say about o'reilly at least not that i know of um but certainly other people in the company um and basically he was the flagship and he was like the voice of the little guy. He never really towed the establishment line, but he suit wasn't super right wing either, right? Um, but so he was just like that. He had his own place. Tucker was different. So he's gone. You're thinking, how are you going to replace Bill O'Reilly? Tucker's different. Tucker is representing and speaking for the voice of something new that was coming. And for a while, Fox had. Um, you know, some happy times with Trump in the White House, even though they never liked Donald Trump. They ne- they pretended to. All those cute little phone conversations with Steve Ducey on Fox and Friends because the light in the White House at the residence of the White House under Donald Trump went on at 4.30, folks. All right, so if you have a morning show on Fox News at 6 o'clock in the morning, the president calls in every Monday at 6.30, uh, you know, to give you uh, the first of the day dose, you know, you're going to coddle that relationship. But the truth is they never liked him. I hate to break it to everybody, but Steve Ducey was never pro-Trump, just like Allison Camerata was never your wholesome girl from the, from the Midwest who sat on the couch in the morning and was super conservative. And no, she has always been the flaming lib, you know what, that now sits at CNN. They're actresses and actors, and they're faking something. And with Roger Rails out, and then, you know, they're, um, what's his name, um, who left under the Trump administration, with uh, w- with those two gone, that was what held Fox together, with the Murdochs preying on them constantly, waiting to turn them into something that they're not, uh, or something that their viewers are not, I should say. Uh, once they were gone, Frank, it was a matter of time. It really was. Tucker was holding the whole damn thing together over there. Millions 
millions of people turn the TV on and go to Fox News at 7.59, and then a minute after his show is over, by 9.01, they're out of there. Hmm. They're not staying for Hannity. They're not staying for Laura Ingram. They haven't been staying for a while now. Fox's brand index has been taking a hit since the 2015 primary, and uh, without Tucker, I don't know what the hell they are anymore. I hope all that money from Pfizer was worth it because I don't really see, you know, here's here's the long-term outlook here. It's much like the long-term outlook of the traditional, I hate that word, but the Republican establishment wing of the party. They rely on a demographic that's dying. Yep. They're going to be dead soon. Let's be brutally honest here. Let's be brutally honest, Frank. Well, so what are they going to, who are they going to talk to? I don't know. I, I I don't know, but well, and I'm only asking you from an an outsider standpoint of what do you? I mean, you've been on that network before. I mean, I've been you, on that show. You've been yeah. on that show, so it's just one of those things where I wonder what you're thinking. Me, I I couldn't Brad, tell I couldn't tell you the lineup one way or another. I don't watch, but I have to imagine that this is going to affect whoever is there. That's that's making them the money that they are making. Anyway, uh, you know, but uh, okay. si- since the whole Dominion thing came up as a possible theory, that and Big Pharma, which I got to say, I mean... Maybe a one-two punch, Frank. It, it may be a one-two punch. Could be. Uh, it could be. I mean, the farm, but, the, oh my gosh, the... I think it's RFK's version is probably true. Well, we're going to, like I said, we're going to find out. But if you're looking for an excuse to get rid of him after the uh, Dominion thing... Then what he did, he kind of gave them that that uh, ammunition. But again, you know, the the bottom line is here: Tucker doesn't need Fox. Fox needed Tucker. Tucker could go to Rumble right now, score millions of dollars in contracts, Spotify millions of dollars, and his audience is going to follow him. Most of his audience is going to follow him. They tuned in for Tucker. There was a maybe a quarter of that. I don't even know how it was uh, recently, but. We had looked at this about you know six months, a year ago, and how many people were just literally turning off the channel when Tucker was off. <laughs> I mean, they're not sticking around for what the rest of that um, that network is. You yeah, know, they're just not. And it, it, this also must burn them too. That you know, it, it maybe if he was taken off the air, it maybe if he was taken off the air a couple of years ago before there was any kind of a management shakeup at Twitter, it'd be a lot easier to then manage his exposure a little bit more. But uh, that yeah. will be impossible with there's that one crack in the wall that he can, you know, it's not perfect over there, but there's uh, there's an op- opportunity there that has not been there for a while. And uh, but speaking about Dominion, because I have not talked to you about this. Um, I'm telling you, the only th- I don't know too much about it, but the only thing that this lawsuit uh, seems it was successful in doing was moving an obscene amount of easy money into the coffers over there at Dominion who suffered no damage from whatever the hell they say Fox was doing. And it also makes conversations concerning election skepticism more dangerous to engage in. So um, uh, that, that's what I see. W- what have you taken out of this? Because we haven't spoken. They didn't need any money. They were not hurt. The contracts they were missing out on, they were missing out on before this ever happened. Texas denied them because they didn't meet their 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 legal standard of uh you know uh, that is outlined and enshrined and codified in Texas law. That's why they failed not once but twice to make it uh, through because Texas is in Georgia, right? They have proprietary information. It should be general uh, use, if you ask me, but like like WordPress. 
Um, but they have proprietary information, so they're not only making money off of new business, they're making money off because every time you have an issue, who do you have to call? It's proprietary. you got to call the company. So they're not just scamming the state out of that money up front, Frank. They, they're, the scam is how you need them to continue to move forward, and you need their updates, and you need their technicians, right? And you need their tech support. Um, that's the money. So I don't know how they got hurt here. I find it hilarious that this it was an obscene amount of money. I find it hilarious that, first of all, people didn't trust machines anyway. So I don't know. This wasn't some big thing, you know, that uh, Fox did that changed public opinion. Oh, we, we've seen the compilation. Those are I love when people have been put together the compilations of, of the, the, the the parade of Democrats who throughout the years That's have right. said that this is a this is a real threat to to hacking, to manipulation, Barack to everything. Obama, Barack Obama made a huge deal in 2012 out of Mitt Romney's family having some connection to the machine somewhere, some ethereal, ethereal you know, connection. And he basically said, oh, we're a shoo-in for re-election unless Mitt Romney's friends steal it with the machines. I mean, this has been something they've been doing for years. I just have to put this out there. I find it hilarious that Dominion gets awarded this obscene amount of money. Nobody got hurt, right? Yet Democrats were allowed for more than four years but hear me out, they were allowed to make the most outrageous, slanderous, libelous printed for sure, allegations that the president, a duly elected president, was a traitor who colluded with Vladimir Putin, a foreign power, to steal an election from Hillary Clinton in the deep state, right? This is a nutcase uh, conspiracy theory that wound up getting Steve Scalise and four others shot. Nobody got paid there. Wait, wait. Sorry about that. Can are you there? You're back. You're back. Yeah. Not not now. You're gone. Wait, wait. Give me give me two seconds. I got a a running around little child. Oh, okay, okay. Second. As long as it was I a, don't want the kid on there. As long as it was seconds. a child. Okay, I get you. No doubt. You do your thing. I was saying, what the hell? Why Why would he move? And Don't touch any of the wires now. You're doing great. But it's a child. So I understand that random chaos now. So that's uh, that's fine. Yeah, I, I, wanna, I can't wait to bring this up a little bit more because there is a, uh, there's more Rasmussen polling on the likelihood of, uh, of those who suspect election fraud. I hit screen share. My, am I back? I'm sorry about yeah, this. Yeah, you're back. But you're from another angle. Let's just audio it until I fix this. Okay? All right, you got it. Uh, what I was going to say is nobody was hurt by the Dominion thing, Frank. People were physically hurt by the lie. You understand what I'm saying? Physically hurt by the lie. Oh, he pulled the cam out. That's what it is. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so, and nobody paid anything. You know, Don Lemon was fired today, but, you know, Don Lemon, others, friends, nobody had to pay a price, Frank. Nobody had to pay a price for Steve Scalise, who was at the time the House Majority Whip being shot, along with all of these, uh, you know, uh, four other people. Nobody paid a price for that. It's just incredible to me. Yet somebody, what, didn't their, their feelings got hurt at Dominion, so someone's got to kick out hundreds of millions of dollars? It's insane, Frank. Men were shot. The security detail were shot over this. And by the way, it was a nutcase Bernie supporter who believed Rachel Maddow every day. Rich, Rich, it goes beyond that, too. We are seeing the chickens come home to roost 
on everything with the violence in the inner cities, the messaging and the in the education, what they have done, what government programs have done to the 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 the, um, the, the cohesiveness of the American family unit. We yeah. are seeing the, what the the messaging on the supposed trans genocide that people yeah. are looking for right now. They have first scrambled people's minds and then they tell them that people are coming out to kill them. And it's turning every, I, I mean this 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 shooter in Kentucky uh, or Louisville, or wherever the hell it was, Kentucky, that the manifesto showed that he did it to try to advance gun control. I mean, it's more, it's more, it's more terrorism. They are inspiring yeah. this stuff, and they they report on it very nonchalantly, or they divert to something that they can control. I just said it before I brought you on the show tonight. That scene at the White House today with the three rabble rousers from Tennessee. The fact that that was the that was the end photo op, which started out with six people getting slaughtered by a maniac, the fact that they were able to twist that up in Tennessee and so they can end up with that result where they're having this, this wonderful sit-down with, uh, with, with these gun control uh, zealots. who are, I, it, It's just incredible. There's never going to be any accountability from these absolute psychopaths. And it is terrorism, Frank. When you storm the Family Research Council, shoot Christians and stuff, Chick-fil-A down their throat, over, uh, you know, that at the time, obviously, was same-sex marriage. Now, fast forward, and we have the trans violence, uh, you know, which was not really, should not be characterized as a traditional mass shooting. That seems more like a Christian hate crime, if you want to use the term, since you love hate crimes so much. Me, I'm just per- personally, I've always believed a crime's a crime, and there's no such thing as really a, a hate crime. We have, it's called, you know, somebody kills somebody over, uh, you know, disliking who they are, their creed, or their race, or that's called murder. I mean, what do you, you know, I don't understand, never did understand these extra labels. We had a slap on it just to make ourselves feel better, feel more virtuous for recognizing society has these problems with certain people. Uh, But it is terrorism because you're trying to change political behavior, right? So that is quite literally the definition of terrorism, right? In the case of what happened with Tony Perkins's organization, what were they trying to do, Frank? get recognition for same-sex marriage in the most obscene way possible. That's what they were trying to do. They murdered people over it. Um, And, you know, that was never my hill to die on, but it is still the same wing of the same party that has no problem uh, seeing these acts of political violence against their their opponents. None whatsoever. Um, But... You know, I don't, I don't know if you want where you want to get into that, but I'm seeing some insanity right now uh, with 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 uh, what I had sent you earlier today. Well, let's 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 Someone's say that going to get hurt in this environment. Oh, no somebody doubt about it. Just over, over trans activism and trans rights, somebody just shot up a bunch of Christians over this. What do you think if you falsely accuse somebody of LGBTQ or XT, whatever, discrimination, if you falsely accuse not just a person, but a governing body, right? And these are just like everyday members of the community who happen to be elected to a school board. You come out with a hoax like this, Frank, you got to hear the voicemails. And one guy in particular scares me, Frank. One guy in particular sounds like a shooter to me, and he sounds like he's on the line, like he knows. First of all, he called every single member of that school board. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, I'm talking about what's going on in Central Bucks right now in Pennsylvania. That guy, the one I sent you, he did that almost to the T script 
to every single Republican member of the school board, friend. It was a sick kind of dedication it, that takes. It, it was a Think sick, a sick uh, thing to listen to. But I gotta say, we are starting to see things like that just being posted publicly on places like TikTok. Um, because Absolutely. because again, yeah. you're talking about mentally deranged people as it is who are yeah, emotionally disturbed in some way, and uh, if they already believe they already believe the the validity of the situation that they're in and whatever kind of identity they're projecting onto the world, and they demand that people see in in uh, in you know uh, you know reciprocal acknowledgement of each other's uh, reality, then um, it, it makes no. I, I, I'm, it makes perfect sense as to why they are ready to die for whatever they, they, a, it's a, it's a movement that is completely focused on death and, um, and has, there's no, nothing after this. It is all right now. It is about mutilation. It's about abortion. It is about eugenics. It is a real, um, uh, I, I know it's a, it's a, just a morbid morbid world to be stuck in inhumane it's inhumane so and, i can and, see why this is just everybody's looking for that big that big that big bang at the end i don't know yeah it's it's uh you know i had dr steve turley on the show a couple of weeks ago and uh he really did talk about this from a different point of view which is there are all these little whether you're talking about the, the trans activism or abortion activism or whatever soup du jour it is of that day that these people are willing to go to such lengths right um it really is because there's something missing uh you know that conservatives i don't even know if i'd say conservatives because not all of them obviously are conservative but people of faith they have a deeper meaning right and i think there's something within all of us that we try to or at least we all want to be part of something bigger than what we are individually alone right it's something it's a yearning for human beings it's natural it's very you know it's it, it it's i i don't know who doesn't have this uh, it's certainly an accurate generalization. And when you have these large groups of people, Frank, that don't, they have to replace that kind of faith and zealot. It, it, it is being a zealot. They have to replace that with something else. And then when someone gets in the way of that, then that person, you can justify doing anything to them because now they're literally, uh, you know, contradicting your faith. They're literally uh, oppressing uh your your deep-seated belief in this cause whatever cause it may be today it could be something totally different tomorrow they don't care you know but it it it, call, it it enables people to easily dehumanize their opponent and then do something terrible to them you yeah. know whereas they they were grounded if they had beliefs and something greater than them that was grounded in a faith then obviously those principles, first of all, it's much more difficult. You have principles that really, uh, you know, cherish human life. Uh, but it's more than that, it's just so much more than that. You're not trying to achieve those ends here in this world, right? You're not trying to, uh, every every day you're not getting up and fighting for some glorious cause uh, that, you, that you fabricated yesterday uh, just to continue to feel like you're a part of something bigger. You have something that's more absolute, and that you focus on, it's a longer term in your life, it's just different, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I don't see how you're gonna reconcile, you know, these um, these new, new age activists. I don't know how you're gonna reconcile the trans movement at all with 
those who have faith in this country. I think there's a very clear and obvious reason why those people are being targeted. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, Tucker talked about this, and I think he was the only one who brought it up in prime time, but it's true. I mean, on one one side, you have people who have a deference to natural law and deference to an architect who created all of this. And then on the other side, you have people who fundamentally don't believe in a natural law, in fact, feel they can defy nature, right? That they're, they, they supersede nature, Frank. They sit august it all and their beliefs are just supreme and you know they're they're so supreme that they can tell you they're a different gender than they are i mean it's these ideas they don't mesh mesh and they're never gonna mesh and i just feel like this is gonna get worse as time goes on oh well i that's i gotta say rich it's a big reason why you know i I would not trade in any of the time I spend with you on this show talking about uh, your work because I think that uh, I think that aside from what the results usually come out being, it is very very key in understanding what real people are, how they're perceiving certain issues, how sentiments are going in one way or another. I think it's a great sociological um, litmus test, and uh, it, it, it's wonder. And of course, we we talk about a great many things, but when it comes to when it comes to elections, when when you think about these problems, you know I, I saw I saw, um, uh, what's his name? Oh shit! What the hell's his name? Uh, <laughs> anyway, somebody retweeted a video of this older woman just getting her lights punched out inside of a church after she was robbed from a, a bag or something like that, and 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 the um, and the, the caption was. We need to, uh, something about how we need to vote and we need to get out and vote hard. And I'm saying to myself, you think, I mean, what, this is beyond political. There is no voting, voting to correct a person punching an old, a person, uh, young children, punching older women in the face to take their bag and whatever pennies were in there. What is going on inside of people's minds right now? It is so far beyond, and what people are are uh, rationalizing, to think about an election being stolen, is child's play compared to what you need to be able to, what hoops you have to jump through to say that it is life affirming to cut off an eight year old boy's testicles. I mean, I so when I think about elections, for example, this Dominion thing. Let me put it to you this way: um, uh, Uncover DC put this out. And it's by our friend Wendy Mahoney. Says Rasmussen on election integrity. This was a couple of days ago. Likely U.S. voters suspect election fraud. 37% think it's very likely. Oh, yeah. Furthermore, over 50% of Republicans believe state and federal officials are ignoring evidence of widespread election fraud. 21% of the likely voters polled think it is not at all likely officials ignored the evidence. Uh, so th- th- it goes on and on to talk about how these how this is just completely fucked up over here i have martyr made a, a very intelligent guy martyr made on twitter said they didn't remove tucker despite his popularity but because of it they won't be able to use covid mail-in ballot scam in 2024 and we are all going to be subjected to the most the most overwhelming information operation in history i said to myself wait a second why wouldn't they be able to use mail-in ballots the way that we've seen the last two election cycles what has changed 
Where, where the hell, what has changed? And even if we did squeak one out, A, how does it happen? And B, how do you fix the psychosis that we're fighting? Yeah, I, I just, let me, let me start in reverse. I actually don't think, um, you know, from what I saw in 2022, I don't think you're going to see an end to what they did in 2020. I, I don't. Uh, I do think that it can be overcome. I, I This is why Republicans currently are just being very stupid, you know, fighting over which candidate could possibly beat Trump and let's dump a bunch of like a billion dollars into stopping Donald Trump. Why? So you can go on and get your ass kicked in, in Wisconsin anyway, in Michigan anyway, because you don't have a, 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 a valid working vote harvest operation at this point. Um, they have no infrastructure. In fact, only one candidate, who is the former president, seems to understand the fundamentals of the problem. I mean, he's not a dumb guy, contrary to what people think. He looked at 2022. He saw what they did. Did they do it to the extent they did it in 20? No. Um, and the, the best way to counter that is twofold. One is in a massive turnout, which you know, we could talk about, but it looks like we're probably going to get in 24. We have seen ridiculous numbers of interest and certainty self-reported certainty to vote beyond 2020 beyond it uh so i wouldn't be surprised if we had candidates getting like 90 plus million votes i i really at this point i don't know uh i've never seen this before so that's legit and that's you need it you're gonna need it because the more you vote the more you take off the table for them to play little games they play and i'm just gonna leave it at that because i know we're on the uh on the one one channel here but yeah this is bigger than it really is bigger than any election we're sick frank we're sick the nation has widespread we are suffering from several different all collectively uh mental health illnesses yeah this, this concept that you know some kind of gun control is going to fix that is nuts the, the the second amendment was ratified in december of 1791 the modern phenomena of mass shootings i'm not going to use the event because i don't like to inspire psychos but most sociologists believe and agree that the modern phenomena of mass shootings did not begin until the late 60s shocker i mean that could be a little hint for you people um you know and and it's i would say brand new why is the second amendment hundreds of years old but uh this is only in the last like what four and a half decades that we've been doing this to each other why do we feel that it's necessary to do this um you know that and in the past we didn't when there was uh, until parkland uh the biggest mass murder of children would didn't even use a gun and frank gun laws were much more lax back then you there weren't all of these bans on certain weapons automatic whatever it may be different magazines uh there weren't all it, it, it was actually much easier to get firearms back then and yet this person chose to use a bomb and again i'm not going to spell the event out people can go look for it so the problem is that person was sick we recognize that person was sick it was not a a, a, a frequent occurrence this is as frequent as it is now because we have more people in this country who are sick it's that and by the way you talk about big pharma they're not really helping we just did an episode last week which is more deadly firearms or pharma it's not even close most of the killings in this country from gun violence are suicides and it has long been the case two-thirds 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 of them we are killing ourselves and then the, uh, the rest of them it's killing each other frank why is that 
right? So it, I would I would argue um, that it's actually you know easy to kill yourself with guns and pills, and that's why they represent so much of the suicides that we see in the country. But when we compared uh, preventable overdoses and other complications, and by the way, we didn't even touch things like Fauci juice. We didn't even get into that. You know, the, the, every time you're watching the television and a pharma commercial comes on, it says, you know, in rare instances, it may uh, result in death, you know, Bell's palsy uh, from a stroke, uh, you know, whatever it may be, right? Some crazy side effect. We didn't even touch that stuff. We didn't even touch those stats. We simply touched, you know, uh, overdoses that are from resulting from big pharma, not like, you know, illicit drugs like heroin or cocaine or something. It's not even close. Pharma is way more dangerous than guns are, way more. And yet the Biden administration wants to take away immunity from gun manufacturers and not for vaccine makers. So do the math, folks. Do the math. We're talking about Tucker being foisted out over big pharma. Is that what happened? It couldn't have hurt. Because these people are incredibly powerful. Nobody is more powerful on K Street right now on Capitol Hill than Big Pharma. Pfizer, during the pandemic, hired more lobbyists than you know anybody hired in that year. Uh, not even again, not even close. It was ninety something or some ridiculous number. Um, and the bottom line is, you know, why would they do that and not? Why would they want to take away immunity from gun manufacturers but not pharma? Obviously, it's an end round way to repeal the Second Amendment. You can't do it uh, politically right now. But if you take away immunity for gun manufacturers, the next trans who goes and shoots his priest or her priest is going to, you know, is going to end up in the complete bankruptcy of one of like, you know, one. Well, I don't, I don't want to put any one name out there because God forbid. But you know, you name it, a gun manufacturer whose ever firearm uh, was used to conduct that crime. Some stupid jury. It's happened. By the way, it just has been overruled by judges. Some stupid jury is going to award them some amount of money they cannot pay, and that'll be the end of them. And then people will stop making firearms because they're not going to want to be held liable for this amount of money. That has always been the left's plan. It's been in their tool belt for a long time now, in their anti-gun tool belt. It's just that in the past, um, there was a case when a jury did award uh, victims' families with uh, it, it financial settlements from from what happened and uh thankfully the judge said yeah fine it was very nice to read the ruling but i'm overruling it you know here's because, the thing. It, you know yeah and, and you know when you talk about the end arounds they make to to try to disarm people and they're talking about oh, well you we know we got to save lives they don't you don't care about lives you you mutilate children um you prevent births at at every at every round i mean you we're talking about um, we're talking about just using people as balancing a budget. You, know, you, you want to talk about balancing budgets with, with health care and uh, the death panels that they say that they did not exist. You do not care about people and their pursuit to live long lives the way that they want to and to be able to affirm life. But the other thing here, too, is, Rich, that when they go out, these psychopaths go out, especially like this, this other shooter whose, um, whose manifesto was made public, he said that he did it to try to show how easy it was to get a gun and that we needed more gun control. Even these freaks that go out there as the soldiers of their faith, they go out in a blaze of glory thinking that they're going, they become an example as to why the worst thing to do right now is to take people's ability to defend themselves from these roving mobs of psychos that live amongst them.
And and not only that, like you said before, the CDC under Barack Obama showed that about 33,000 gun deaths every year, two-thirds of them are suicides, and the large portion of that 10,000 comes from inner-city gang violence. Now, the other thing there that people don't other uh, uh, understand and uh, and put out there when they're going through those numbers is that the CDC, they did surveys in the 1990s that were very seldomly put out there that indicate that every year, this is back in the 1990s, every year, anywhere from 500,000 to nearly 3 million defensive gun uses a year. Nearly, on, on average, 500,000. You never hear that, Frank. Never. You never, never hear this. Nor do you hear that that gun violence that's in the urban areas that you were just talking about, which is a large chunk of non-suicide gun deaths, gun-related gun deaths, uh, are handguns. So again, they go immediately to the assault rifle, which they think AR stands for assault rifle. All right, they go immediately to that stuff. And in truth, Frank, that never is the main the main driver of these statistics. You go back to, it's like amazing what America has become. You rewind the clock to Ernest Hemingway, all right, who thought he could be a patriot when and stop German U-boats off the coast. Drunken Ernest Hemingway is on his boat with like, Thompson submachine guns. Got Tommy and gun grenades, and grenades. grenades. Frank. <laughs> yeah, popping grenades, trying to kill. Uh, you know, trying to kill German U-boats. I mean, this is just laughable. Were there? And by the way, again, Thompson submachine guns. No school shootings. Why? Why? What is it? It's obviously not the fact that the that you couldn't get a firearm. It was easier to obtain and more deadly weapons back then yet we still didn't have this phenomena this is a problem you know there's a i thought you would actually like this a show called dark side of whatever the 80s the 90s and during the 90s it's amazing that you would see something like this on vice of all uh places but it was it was on vice they were talking about the advent of like jerry springer and daytime talk show Jen, jenny jones trying to compete with springer um actually put on a stunt where she brought this guy on who didn't realize his friend was in love with him. The guy was so embarrassed by what happened and it didn't even air, but he was so embarrassed about the prospect of being embarrassed on national television that he murdered his friend who was in love with him. And people were blaming Springer. They of course brought up Columbine. And the truth is one of the producers for Jerry Springer said it better than anybody, Frank, better than anyone. He said, we were already sick. I just took advantage of it. I didn't make the appetite for this. I just saw the appetite for it. And don't blame me for the for the country being sick. You know, and the same is true. You can't blame Jerry Springer and you sure as hell can't blame the firearm. That's a that is merely, you know, uh, a reaction to, you know, the at that time daytime talk show was just reacting to what they saw in the country, right? And by the way, for those who don't remember, maybe you're not old enough, they did in fact blame Columbine on Jerry Springer and daytime. I mean, they, they were, is this Jerry's fault? I mean, the headlines were ridiculous. For hmm. those of us who are old enough to remember it, this happened. It's crazy. It is. It's crazy. Maybe, you know, the fact that, well, I'm gonna leave it there. I don't wanna get you in trouble, but you know, I mean, <laughs> Frank, during the 80s and the 90s, 
I mean, we were pumping our children with all sorts of chemicals we never should have gave them. I you know, where, by the way, now studies show, guess what? It wasn't a chemical imbalance after all. So poor little Johnny was stuffed those fistfuls of pills every day by his school nurse for nothing. Nothing. How's Johnny now? Hindsight 2020, huh? But, you know, I, Hindsight 2020, bro. Yeah. Trust the guy in the white coat, Frank. Trust the guy in the white coat who told you it was a chemical imbalance, who told you that. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oxycontin's not addictive. It's not. It's safe, right? And then sl slipping the free cruises under the desk from Purdue Pharma, Ritalin. among other things. In the, 90, I mean, <laughs> in the 90s, everybody was putting their children on Ritalin for ADA, that's ADD. A, absolutely. Absolutely. Ritalin, Adderall, all this crap. So, you know, while the brain is developing, no wonder. And by the way, all the second generation coming out, uh, who are these people? They're the children of the 60s flower culture, right? Which, by the way, was the start of mass shootings or, or mass school shootings. Uh, it, this It just went off the rails, Frank. I mean, this is so, it's so obvious. I can't, it's easy to look for somebody to blame. It's so much harder to do the, to do the tough work and introspection is always uh painful right and it's it's just simply more difficult it's not as simple of a solution so when you have to look at yourself or yourselves collectively it's always the tougher thing everyone always resists it but uh you know and they always want someone to blame you yeah. know they i mean you, you can see it everywhere from that frank to you know from gun control to when donald trump beat hillary clinton it was not that we passed away the voters in Ohio, southeastern Ohio or northeastern Ohio have voted Democrat for decades. It's not that we didn't listen to their woes. It's not that Barack Obama didn't pan out for them. No, Donald Trump is a Russian agent who stole the election. I mean, this it's just so much easier to tell yourself a lie. That's yeah. what I'm getting getting at. Well, I have a couple other things we can do right now. Um, I Well, you, you mentioned candidacies and all that other stuff before when we were talking about elections. Well, Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, according to USA Today, had immediately garnered 14% of the voters who supposedly backed Biden in 2020. I don't know what your, um, your work is, is showing, but of course, just when we thought that it was going to be a pretty interesting night of television to watch him go up there on a on a Democrat debate stage where otherwise there's no. really nothing to watch. No debates allowed now. The DNC says there's going to be no debates during the primaries in 2024. What, what do you? Think? <laughs> what are your opinions? You know, before he announced, we knew he was going to. Uh, you know, he had said, "I'm going to you know uh, feel it out and see what's going on." We threw him in the crowded field. Uh, he immediately got like three and a half, four percent. But what we noticed is when you just ask Biden, RFK, and Marion Williamson, and then someone else, you can put someone else in undecided. When you give people that choice, RFK gets double digits. All right. And it's a problem for Biden for this reason. It's more than just not seeing debates. They're moving South Carolina in front of Iowa and New Hampshire. Why are they doing that? Because South Carolina is the only state that would accept joe biden he lost he got his ass kicked in iowa he got his ass kicked in new hampshire he got his ass kicked in nevada there's been a long held art a, a long and then they got everybody to, to to drop out all before and, super right, tuesday Barack obama called everybody and he either bullied or bribed you to get out of the race that's what happened that's how pete Buttigieg is the transportation secretary right now 
He either he he bribed Buttigieg to get out of the race, um, and then he you know the media it was definitely concerted uh, began a two week onslaught to the Democratic voter to convince them that Bernie Sanders could not win a general election. He called up Barack Obama called up James Clyburn and said we need to deliver the black vote for Joe Biden in South Carolina. That's why Joe Biden is the president right now. He is the first president to lose every early state, and there's a long running argument that south carolina and other states should have been moved up because they're more diverse all right not as white but i will tell democrats this right now you better take this to the bank right now if you're a progressive you better get out of your chair and start making some waves because you will have a corporatist shill non-progressive forever you would never have had barack obama Hillary Clinton would have beaten Barack Obama if the miracle of Iowa didn't happen and Barack Obama didn't get a second look and the ability to take black voters away from Hillary Clinton in South Carolina. Had this been the calendar against Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton would have been the nominee in 2008. All right. Moving forward, you will not get any real progressive challenge or candidate your nominee will always be a warmongering deep state corporatist shill like joe biden and the worst side of the democratic party i will say they are because at least progressives are true believers frank the bernie challenges are over that's never going to happen and there's the, that argument i explained this today on the show a little bit i always understood that argument but it was always in my mind thoroughly negated by another consideration, which is in Iowa and New Hampshire, There's these are long-standing traditions. These voters, RFK was right in his interview with Breitbart. You have to talk to these people five times, six times, shake their hand, look them in their eye. It's not an expensive media market, so it's not just the best-funded, best pedigree, you know, next-in-line establishment hack. What you're going to have from now on is not a, a wide range of choices of people who can compete. You will get to choose from a slate of state-sponsored shills. That's what you got coming for you now, Democrats. I'm sorry. That's your future because you're not going to get people who are inspiring, who are truly for you, for the little guy. They're not going to be able to compete in South Carolina. The media market's more expensive. In New Hampshire and Iowa, all you need is a truck and a hand to shake other people's hands with. And you can actually make your message and get your message out and compete. That is why smaller states like Iowa and New Hampshire have always had the first go and why we kept it that way for as long as we did. That's the principle behind it. The ability for the little guy to compete and have their voice heard. And it's already difficult. It was already difficult even with that system. Now, with South Carolina being number one, it's over, Frank. It's finished. And by the way, Republicans, you better watch the rhinos in California Republican Party because they're moving up California to give the winner-take-all 100-plus delegates in California to a non, non-MAGA candidate. All right? This is their next attempt to stop Donald Trump. It's, it's never-ending. Hmm. Never-ending. And not just Donald Trump, but it's... It's their attempt to wrestle their party back from you, from you. Democrats know Joe Biden is the weakest incumbent president as far as what our polling, and it's not just us, it's every poll. Uh, He is the weakest incumbent president we have ever, uh, we have seen. Lyndon Baines Johnson could have been, uh, you know, could have taken that that role, whatever you want to call it in history, Um, but, uh, but he left before he was embarrassed. So now the closest ones we have are 
Herbert Walker Bush, who had to defeat Buchanan and then ultimately went on to lose. And we had Jimmy Carter, who had to defeat Ted Kennedy, who ultimately went on to lose. Uh, even though they maintained their nominations, they still had lost. And neither one of those men were ever as weak as Joe Biden is now. So they are doing everything in their power to keep challenges away from Joe Biden and to stop primary challenges in their tracks. They want to kill him in the crib. And in order to do that, you gotta kill they're going to sacrifice the ability of progressive candidates or grassroots is really what I should say. Grassroots candidates. They're going to suppress the ability of a grassroots candidate to ever challenge the well-funded corporatist hack who is going to be the the front runner. I mean, you guys really stepped in it. I mean, you, you did. Well, you we'll see. You nominated Bernie because that's where this all is coming from. We'll see. When you say kill him in the crib, I I, I laugh because a I mean I I, for, I, I would good have made that aren't they? I would have made a I would have made a reference to Dracula when they have to go kill Mina in her grave, because he <laughs> he's just like we, we have to go put a we got to put a stake through this old this old bat's heart. Um, but yeah, let me ask you a just an off well it's not too off topic but it is. Yeah. Just a little something before I ask you. We we crack open this can of worms in Ukraine, and uh, and and eventually I want to ask you about the 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 Discord leaker, DC Drano, tweeted today, and of course it's just a guy talking about people he was talking to. He was told that Susan Rice left the Biden uh, the Biden administration to go start working on the Michelle Obama twenty twenty four campaign. You hear any rumblings about that? Uh, I didn't. I haven't. However, I will tell you this. Uh, Michelle Obama, when we actually added her to the crowded field, uh, two things we thought were kind of interesting. One is that there are voters who would vote for Michelle Obama who will not vote for Joe Biden. It's not happening. Um, and then two is that she was number two. Well, out of out of a field of how many candidates? Well, let's go and look. Uh, well, I can count them up because I'm pretty good at that. More than five? Joe Biden. Michelle, Joe Biden, Michelle Obama, Bernie Sanders, who was number three, Hillary Clinton, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, we did not put Elizabeth Warren in there. Uh, we we had, uh, I think that may be, so it may be set. Oh, here we go. J Biden, Harris, that's who I'm forgetting. Pete Buttigieg, Clinton, Michelle Obama, RFK, Bernie Sanders, Gavin Newsom, Marion Wilson, Williamson. Jeez, she was two out of all them? Yeah, and Bernie was number three. <laughs> Followed by... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Harris, number three. Bernie, but Clinton. Uh, oh, yeah. Gavin Newsom doesn't poll well. I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, hubbub about him. But the, the fact is, Frank, uh, it's it's a non-white electorate that even when you get past Iowa and New Hampshire, if the calendar was the same, even if he did good, like Pete Buttigieg, right, did surprisingly better than people thought in those states, even though he robbed Bernie Sanders of his Iowa win. Everybody knows that. Uh, he went on to falsely declare he was the winner of Iowa. It was outrageous. I've never seen anything like it. But let's say he pulls like a Pete Buttigieg. He's going to hit South Carolina. He's going to be dead in the water. He has no non-white support, period. I mean nothing, nothing. It's astonishing how he really only appeals to the white educated liberal who makes money. Hmm. That's it. That's all. That's well, all of Gavin Newsom's support comes from that. Then uh, yeah, well, I I think that what they're doing with somebody like him is they're just trying to find uh, a face that is not rotting off of its skull. That's true. It, yeah, it's yeah. really it and really look, is if just. They all got behind him. 
then of course they would get some Democrats to vote for him, but it really would depend who his challenger is. Yeah. Bernie Sanders was doing a great job uh, making inroads in that second run. The first one was all white, but he did a great job making inroads with certain minority voters. That's how he did so, so surprisingly well in Nevada. He was only eight points behind Joe Biden with Black Caucus goers in Nevada. Um, in Iowa, it's obviously very white, but he ra- he just racked up those satellite caucus uh locations and then he his campaign put a lot of effort into doing that they were the prime like primarily non-white part of the iowa electorate uh and he killed joe biden killed him so he was doing better it's just when you get to those southern black voters and the midwestern black voters you have to crack into them if you're going to win a democratic nomination and with other people competing i just don't see how newsom does it i i don't well you know he reminds me of what's his name um Starbucks guy, you know. Oh, I remember. I remember him. He dropped all that money in South Carolina for five black votes. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yes, that he brought. Who did he oh, bring God. on stage? There's he was dancing. Who did oh, he bring on stage? Awful. There, there was, was a rapper, an old, an old rapper that he brought on stage, and it was I so bad. And he did the white boy jiggle, and I've, it was just the worst. Yeah, there's nothing but cringe. Nothing but cringe. Let me ask you this Tom now. Tom Steyer. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That was it, Steyer. Yeah. Tom Steyer. Yeah. I now so I find out which rap artist it was. It was an it was an oldie, comparatively. And Michael, and Michael. Yeah, somebody dropped that in the comment section. Who was that? And Michael Bloomberg. He spent tens of millions of dollars to win Samoa. I mean, it was the most one of the most embarrassing, uh, you know, primary defeats ever. And then that's because if you don't have these relationships built in with the democratic black voting communities you just can't win a democratic nomination you can't you just can't well switching over to ukraine now i want to get to i want to get some yes. of this in because we have about 15 minutes or so and I, this is so incredible uh I, I have a transcript over here that has been published by kanakoa the great of a I, I don't know, an appearance that David Petraeus had somewhere recently. I, I'm sure you've seen the the video, um, Rich. You, you really, you're on top of most things these days. Here's, I'll, I'll read a little bit here. Former yep. CIA director David Petraeus says U.S.-trained Ukrainian counteroffensive is scheduled to begin in May. Again, scheduled. Going on out there to say, hey, we are going to beginning, because it's us now. We know that. With the goal of severing Russia's land route to Crimea. They're talking about Crimea again. Um, while also demonstrating to Putin that the Ukrainians are willing to, quote, out-suffer the Russians. Now, I don't know when this was recorded, but if it was recorded after last week, it's really incredible because with this Discord leaker... Yeah, but he knows it anyway, though, Frank. He He knew that the Western media's version of what is going on is a lie. He's known it all, but God, I'll let you finish. And, and so, and so has Lloyd Austin and everybody else. I mean, I, how can you say that a fighting force that has had its entire army destroyed and replaced about three to- three or four times already now, and has been losing, according to the leaks, has been losing soldiers seven to one compared to the Russians, and that we have been lying and we, we've been exposed for be lying about this whole thing since the beginning. How he goes out there and even says this. Listen to this this little thing over here. Um, 
Western infantry fighting vehicles, Western wheeled armored vehicles, really quite an extraordinary array of systems. And this late May, early June, there is going to be a hack, a heck, sorry, a heck of a heck of an offensive from the Ukrainians. Very, my question is, who the hell is going to be driving those vehicles? Who's going to be driving the vehicles? There's, you're killing off all the boys that could fight in Ukraine. It probably has to be roughly the, uh, uh, the, the Melitopol area. They're trying to sever ground line communications that Russia has established along the southeast coast of Ukraine linking into Crimea. And they say, I believe that they are going to achieve, this, this is it, I believe that they are going to achieve for the first time in this war true combined arms effects because they will for the first time. Russia have not done this at all. They, are, they have failed from day one. The Russians have failed from day one. They have sent tanks just right down the road without infantry. The Ukrainians will have tanks with infantry in infantry fighting vehicles, keeping the enemy's infantry and their anti-tank. Where, where are you getting? Are, are they growing people? Are Frank, they growing? This is why we lost Iraq, Frank, because he's talking about combined arms effect like it's the freaking Korean War. I'm serious. That is an ancient and outdated uh, w- way of waging warfare. That's just, tr- and I want to get too much into the weeds for the non-military people out there. But he's talking about, uh, you know, so this is, look, David Petraeus is the man who trained and made sure that the Iraqi army was uh, was was trained and ready to go. He even took the reins for a while in Afghanistan. Look at how both of those armies uh, fared. You know, the bottom line is, I get this propaganda twitter account that's i mean this guy tweets every 30 seconds of propaganda to try to make it look like ukraine is winning and in response to what i had said about ukraine's population losses uh first of all him and others were seriously arguing that the discord leak was not real that it was russian disinformation i'm like oh my god these people are just and and some of them very clearly believe it obviously some are lying but some are very clearly so stupid that they believe Texera leaked what Russian disinformation. That's why the entire U.S. government mobilized against them and chased them down within a couple hours. Yeah. So, so what do you do? do what mean, do you believe it was? Do you believe it was deliberately set up for release? Do you do you think it played out exactly no, the way that they have been told? And if it yeah, did, if it did, I, I think he dropped it, man. I do. I think he dropped. Why? Because of the way they came after him, Frank. And people are saying, well, it, this has to be some kind of a setup. Uh, you know, twenty-something-year-old guardsman doesn't have access to that. Yes, they did. Jack Posobiec and I were trying to explain this the other day for people who didn't weren't in the army. This is the same reason that Bradley Manning had access to information he was not supposed to have. Post 9/11, the pay grade has nothing to do with it. It's the role that you serve. And we used to not exchange information with each other. And there was something called Alec Company, right? And it's the Intel's version of it, but the military tried duplicating it. And it's basically the result of it is that we hopefully don't miss, uh, you know, Intel and classified stuff that pe- people should know. The left hand should know what the right one's doing. Hopefully we don't miss anything like we missed 9 11. There is a downside to that, though. And the downside is the number of people, the sheer number of people now that will have access to uh, information like that is greatly expanded and greatly increased. 
since we made these changes in, in the military. Uh, and again, it's how Bradley Manning had things that you would just, you know, he was a terrible soldier. He wasn't even good in his unit. He was constantly a problem. He assaulted his female superior. Um, you know, so this was not somebody that was stable ever. Nobody liked him. Everyone knew there was a problem with him mentally. He was crazy and shouldn't be in the military. He should have been sectioned eight. He was sent home to what's called, he was sent to what's called RHU, early in his career in basic i believe it was basic but he actually wasn't processed and he was sent back and they kind of just they gave him that job attempting to get rid of him and they didn't really know what to do with him so for people who don't think that Textera could add access to this information i'm here to tell you just wrong all right uh he absolutely could have i think and they came after him because of what's at stake, Frank, and that it's real. And what this information showed and what Petraeus, it makes me laugh, is that if, if you know what's in these documents, the ability to combat the Russians' air superiority has been totally degraded, it says. And it won't, even though we're providing the means uh, for surface to air again, uh, from, you know, air defense capabilities, they will not be up and running for at least uh you know the, the end of spring no, maybe the summer no rich so, that, that's the whole thing in, in those in those documents they said that their air defenses were going to be strong. were going to be completely gone by may and here yep. petraeus is saying that a, a, an offensive if, is starting when they're when they're due to lose their air defenses and frank i'm really starting to believe we're being lied to even more than we think i there has got to be more direct u.s involvement than we're being led on to believe because no doubt. i'm telling you this pretend these pretend video clips of oh i just learned how to fly an apache in two hours did you see that one no no you did not it's there's some we are involved in ways that our government is obviously not telling us and for the guy who sent me that parade march you know of all these uh you know eight thousand new coming out of the nato training base right now and i'm like yeah that's the training base where the other eighty thousand came out of and they're dead now yeah dead so what what is this a shortened version of basic training or or one station unit training at fort benning and we're expecting them to come out hard in battle tested the russians that are there right now aren't even many of them, most of them it was just in the new york times most of them aren't even russian regulars and yet they will have experience under their belt now because they've been killing ukrainians seven eight to one these are going to be kids who are not battle hardened at all no matter how good you train somebody, Frank, you really cannot prepare them to experience that. And we're getting younger and younger on the ladder now. We're just going to bleed Ukraine white. And at some point, they already had, what, 20,000 foreign fighters killed in combat? So they already expended all of what I would say is like the goodwill fighting force, right? And the people who came from France, the people who came from Australia, the people who came from the U.S., the people who came from all different countries to go fight side by side with the Ukrainians, they're dead. Most of them are dead. So I just don't see how what I do see, sadly, is now, and especially with Stoltenberg, like an idiot coming out and saying that, oh, yeah, our allies all agree that uh, NATO, uh, Ukraine belongs in NATO. He is not, he meaning Vladimir Putin. You just changed his calculus. So now you're going to try to wage some cockamamie offensive if it has even, because I've looked at some projections, even if it has a mild success in the beginning, they have no way to hold it for two reasons. One, they'll take heavy casualties that they cannot replenish, but the Russians can. 
so the Russians will come back. And number two, the domestic population is adversarial to Ukraine. So you're, you're going to try to control a territory where people hate your freaking guts. They're Russian. They want to be Russian. So this is like a, a, a folly of the highest order. I honestly think, Frank, Ukraine is about to pan out. And with NATO, the decision to, to, to make that decision to try to bring them into NATO, uh, thank God for Turkey, by the way, um, you're changing Putin's calculus. And now Putin, who will not tolerate a Western bulwark on his border, his calculus before was, I'll take the Donbass, I'll take Eastern Ukraine, I have the Crimea, I'll leave Kiev to be uh, an unproductive state. I have the shale. I have the agriculture. I have the industry. I'll leave Western Kiev to be a satellite state of the West. And they really produce nothing. They have they'll they'll be reliant on Western financial industry. And that's it. That's all they'll be. But if you try to make them part of NATO, then he's going to have to march the Russians forward come the spring. Yeah. Or next year. And either the spring or next year. And he hasn't even unleashed his army yet. Joe Kent and I have tried to explain this to the viewers over and over again. This is how the Russians fight. You're not giving them a beating. Stop the BS. They're using – the New York Times reported the other day 20% of them are criminals who have AIDS. They were told they would get anti-antivirals if they fought. <laughs> oh, many of them are on meth too. Many of them – Many of them are put on methamphetamine. You know, he, he, this is another great thing here, Rich. Uh, because of Tucker Carlson's exit from television, that was effectively one of the last places you would ever see somebody like Colonel Douglas McGregor going out there and, and talking sense about what, what we're really facing. And, you know, and I'm always open to all the theories about what is going on in, in, in with certain stories like Ukraine and Russia. But it was very familiar to me, talking about this, this leaker again, it was a very familiar bipartisan response, especially in the media, just like in 2016 with the DNC leaks. Um, yep. You're talking about a situation where what we saw in the leaks completely incriminated most yep. of the government for lying about every aspect of this war and 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 all we have uh, all we got in response was this is a you know, you know we, we sent a traitor to jail and now we have to figure out how we can make social media safer not talking about what was actually in there it, 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 i will say this frank though i mean i will say this i I don't know, and I guess we never will, whether or not Textera tried to go through the proper channels. But I was talking to Mike Davis, who used to work for Grassley, he was on the show, and even Mike was there. I, I, I thought he was a great person to ask. I just have a hard time believing Textera could not have found Chuck, an audience with Chuck Grassley or an audience with Matt Gates, somebody who's not me. I know Matt's not Matt's job, but you're telling me Matt Gates would not have wanted to deal with him as a whistleblower through the proper channels. Um, we can't have people just dumping information whenever they want because look at how they did it to Trump and they did it selectively. And I get it. I understand Alexander Vindman is a traitor who should be in jail for what he did. But if you're going to arrest Texera, you should have arrested Alexander Vindman, right? I get the double standard. It's not even a double standard. There is no standard. It's whatever works for the state, right? It's whatever works for the administrative state. That's the standard. I get it, uh, but if if you don't like what happened to Trump, the leaking of phone calls, because it wasn't just the phone call with Vladimir Zelensky, they leaked parts of his phone call with the Mexican president. The president was having classified conversations that were finding their ways into the Washington Post. So we can't have people doing this whenever they want, and I understand that. Um, that being said, what he did, maybe there was 
I, I wish we could find more details because I want to know if he tried to go through proper channels. Like later on, we found out Snowden tried to go through proper channels and didn't find an audience really. So again, I don't like how he went about it either really, but I'd rather know that about the NSA metadata collection. I'd rather know, even though I knew already we're lying about Ukraine, I'd rather have the, the documents to prove we're lying about Ukraine. So I it's I know it's a very difficult um, question. It really is. It's a difficult question to wrestle with because it, it, in one ways, Texera is a hero. You know, in some ways, he's a hero, Frank. I mean, yeah, I, this, I, it, it, well, this that, offensive that, is coming and people are lots of people are going to die for this ridiculous plan. And they would have without him leaking this, they would have pretended like Ukraine was winning. To think that, and I always think about uh, European citizens too, because I'm sure that there are just as sleepy, sleepy ass people out there in Europe as there are over here in the U.S. Yeah. But for anybody oh, yeah. that's paying even poor attention to what's going on in Ukraine and what's going on with all this NATO shit, to think that there is going to be a vote soon by NATO potentially to vote themselves into a, 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 a an ongoing war, the fact that they are going Great to vote. They, they're going to vote themselves into a war. It's like not even like something that is that is simmering here. It's a, a war that has gone hot. If that happens, then suddenly you have an entire continent that is engulfed collectively in a uh, in a war with a nuclear a new, multiple nuclear powers. So that is going on. It still remains right now a, a, a fact. The only one who has attacked NATO thus far is the U.S. with Nord Stream, and yeah. um, and and still we're we're putting up with this shit. So it's uh, it's it's crazy. And, and now we have cow mutilations that are back in the country. Do you see that? I did see that. Oh man, it's funny you brought that up. I did see that. Absolutely did see that. <laughs> My gosh. I'm like, we got to call, what's her name? Who's that woman who studied? Linda Moulton Howe. Linda Moulton Howe. I'm waiting to see uh, what she says about it. She hasn't gone live since the 19th. I, yeah, I, I, I'm waiting because, I look, I mean, I know what people could say what they want. I'm, she's, for me, I don't think anyone has studied cattle and other mutilations as much as Linda Moulton Howe. And I will wait uh, and I'll defer to her on this. I'm serious. I will because... Um, She's she, speaking of journalists who go nowhere, who will go some, you know, somewhere where no one else will go. Um, you know, that that was not always the defining part of her career. Uh, she just, you know, very much took the reins of something that, you know, is like a third rail po political issue in the journalism world of journalism that, is, that you know, those issues are are, uh, you know, like our third rails. Right. Yeah. They're not supposed to be touched. And yet she did. So I, I admire her for it. I, I do. I, yeah. I admire anybody who takes it has the courage to take a stand and 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 search for the truth when it is surrounding a topic that everyone knows you're not really supposed to be looking for the truth. You're not. So I admire it. And I do. I mean, I, I'll defer to her. Yeah. Well, we got to talk a little bit more about this in the uh, in the in the the weeks and months to come. I can't believe the next time we do that. This and, and I hope you like it because I, I I'm going to keep I'm going to keep this up. I think that every time you come on the show for the end of the month, uh, it is going to be part of a series that I'm going to call Root Cause Analysis with Rich well, Barris. I love it. We just look. It's defining. We just got into. We just did it with gun violence. 
I mean, we just we, we just did it. Uh, you know, I, nobody can ever give me a coherent response to that, Frank. When I simply say it, it really the availability of guns is the is the root cause. It's the problem here. All right, the, the Second Amendment has been around since when? When did these events begin? Right. And by the way, when we're talking about gun violence, most of them are suicides. So what the root cause is clearly not the firearm. I just people are. Hey, and and is, like I said, like, and like I said, the, the one thing I wish people would bring up more is a long history of the studies by the CDC themselves that show that right. there are nearly, nearly 500,000 to 3 million a year defensive uses of guns every year. That means that there are 3 million instances in which a person deterred an attack, stopped an attack that was in progress. Say, I, I, I mean, yeah, you think about that compared to 33,000 20,000 uh, suicides a year and 10,000 gangland murders that that yeah. comprise our gun law our 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 gun related deaths every year. You think about what it would have been if people weren't able to thwart nearly 3 million assaults every year. I mean, and Frank, the left harps on those, right? And they they lamented how that last year the CDC has full data they said in 2020 it was the highest ever well you know what else was you know what else went skyrocketing frank was operating a motor vehicle under the influence of drugs or alcohol and you know what the department of transportation attributed it to impacts of being locked down from the pandemic people were using and drinking more uh and so why would they not also see a correlation between a rise in suicides. We talked about this when this happened. There was always going to be a long-term impact from these lockdowns, deaths of despair, mental illness. Uh, by the way, people who suffer from mental illness who were not able to get care, right? Abused people who are trapped in homes with their abuser. It's incalculable. The, the damage is not, I don't know where to start to calculate the damage they did to us from this and by the way they did it globally so you know i mean we're just in, we just happen to be one of the larger nations out there larger populations and one that uh does not there's something we're we're industrious mm -hmm. right so it should impact us more because it's so much more abnormal to us right so uh we would expect it to have a, a unique impact on our psyche and very clearly i, th I think it has yeah. And again, I, I don't know where to start to measure the damage from this stuff, Frank. I, I think that we have started in, uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't think we we'll tried. be able to get the magnitude of it, but I think that if we look around, it's very evident that we're, we're, we're really, uh, we're, we're deep. We're up to our neck in it at this point, and hopefully we can tread water a little bit more and find some safe spots to rebuild society i who knows we just need a couple of air pockets here to regroup and plan but thank you so much uh, rich for another night with me over here on the show um I got your locals address that is in the description of the episode. You have your daily podcast. You are, yeah. you know, you're making appearances all over the place. Is there anything in particular you want to draw people's attention to that may be coming out or you just published anything like that? You know, if you follow on locals, you'll be seeing it. But uh, we always uh, welcome help on the public polling project. It's a crowdfunded project. But uh, we'll also, there'll be like a free link going up pretty soon. We did a social media poll about what would people 
what do they have a higher interest in right now when it comes to the primary polling for the nominations? Uh, the state state polling or national polling? And states actually won going away. We need to keep the national poll, Frank, just simply because we need the trend. Uh, but there's going to be a survey going out, literally going to list all 50 states. Vote for the ones that uh, vote for, I may do like vote for five kind of thing, uh, maybe or a rank choice, a rank distribution kind of thing. But, um, you know, vote for the ones that you want to see done first, uh, regardless of the calendar, and we'll see what we can do. But the bigger we can build our, um, you know, our contributing base the less that those people who frequently contribute to the public polling project have to contribute right so it's if we had 20,000 contributors uh you know it's a lot better if each of them just has to give a buck as opposed to you know a thousand who has to give a lot more right yeah so that's the goal share it far and wide with like-minded people um, you know, and, and uh, support it if you can. We'd appreciate it. Well, thank you, Rich. Send my best to uh, Laura, and I hope you guys have a fantastic evening over there. And, and you as well. Back to you and yours. I will. And uh, obviously, my son, my little three-year-old, was trying to say hello before. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, he helped you. He helped. Hey, Frank. He was helping you produce Whoa. the show. Yeah. <laughs> He's a show stealer. I'm telling you. Yeah, man. we got to we got to change these camera angles up, Dad. No kidding. Hey, so. where's mine, pops? <laughs> Well, you'll uh, have your time, kid. You'll well, have your time. Yeah, I, I brought Aurora to the studio a couple of times while I was on air, and she broke I've one. Of, she broke one of my coffee mugs, and then um, she kept just running in and out and uh, and just doing whatever the hell she wanted. So one day she'll be a uh, proper co-host, but but not yet. He just snapped the Cam Four link, you know, because it's in, running from the camera to yeah, because he, he bulldozed through it. He's a bull in a china shop, so the part where the USB is, he just snapped it off. That's why my camera went. I had a, thankfully had another one right there. I just swapped it real quick, and we 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 kept Charlie Mike in. That's it. Well, all the all the best to you. I can't wait for the next time, Rich. Sounds great, my friend. Looking forward to it. All, all right. the best. Ninety nine. Thanks for having me. All right, we're taking a really quick break. When we come back, I am going to go through, I'm going to tell you who won the Brave New World book, and then we're going to do your Super Chats. So don't go anywhere. Another great night. It's intermission time, folks. Time out. Press the like button. This guy has to be the king of edging. I've never seen someone paint a wall this perfectly around an electrical socket. Like I have to put tape down and all these other things in order to edge this perfectly. But one thing you didn't know is I've been edging this whole video. Uh -huh. like, um, let's say you're driving along the road with your family and you're driving along la -la -la and then all of a sudden there's a truck tire in the middle of the road and you hit the brakes. That was close. <laughs> driving with the other guys break pads. You're driving along, you're driving along, and all of a sudden the kids are yelling from the backseat, I gotta go to the bathroom, Daddy! Not now, damn it! What's on your feet? I can't stop! There's a cliff! And your family's screaming, oh my god, we're burning alive! No, I can't feel my legs! Save a couple extra pennies. <laughs> and to me, it doesn't get out. It's intermission time, folks. 
Time out. Press the like button. Thank you. Welcome to intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? Rich Barris, never, never going to let us down. He's never going to let you down. He's never going to run around. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed that. I did thoroughly. Thoroughly. Now let's get into some super chats, but first... First, let's get this out of the way. Let's see who is going to win my copy. This is, I took all of the Super Chats from April 10th, from April 10th to yesterday, the 23rd. And here it is, it's Brave New World, Aldous Huxley. This is the copy that I used during the book club that we did in March with Jay Dyer. Got all my underlines and things like that, little notes, and I will inscribe a little something to you. So, Lauren compiled all this and cut them out and all that stuff. She always helps me. She helps me so much. So, let's see. I'm wringling them around. I'm making sure that I touch every last one of them. Not one has been lost to some dark corner of this Ziploc bag. Not one. Everybody has a chance. Everybody has a chance right now. I'm going to maintain eye contact. And there it is. This one right here. And the winner from back on April 11th 
is Smelly Weasel. Smelly Weasel 23. Now, I don't have a email address here, so Smelly Weasel, undefined, please send me an email. Say, hey, it's me, Smelly Weasel. I'm going to get five emails that says that Smelly Weasel is uh, is is collecting their, their book over here. I'm sorry to everybody else who lost, but don't worry, there's always next time. And I've got a great, great general raffle that is going to be building sometime soon. I'll probably introduce it to you next week. So... That's that. Smelly Weasel 23. So, goodbye, Brave New World. Go haunt somebody else's dreams now. Smelly Weasel's dreams. All right. Over on, quite frankly, superchat.com. Stove Stoop says, great way to kick off the week with Rich Barris. Thank you, Frank and Rich. Great Monday. I, I agree with you, Stove Stoop, and thank you, and all the best to you and the family out there. Over on Rumble, we've got some rants in. Wart Guy says, as a 25-year veteran conspiracy theorist, I wonder about the timing of Tucker's departure. False flags and some big moves from the deep state incoming. Frank and Rich, you guys are great together. Yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know. To completely sterilize the television media in in preparation for what i mean the the david petraeus thing is incredible i don't know when the hell that was but if that if that public appearance and those thoughts that he put out there were after the leak i mean we know that it has been a team effort to lie about every aspect of this war but that if it was after the leak just so committed to what is essentially really trying to recruit the entire globe in a shooting in a shooting war in a shooting match with each other it's just they're cooking something up let's see what else we have over here a little bit farther down nana knows says hi frank love your guest and your show thank you nana thank you nana so much and on to Foxhole on QuiteFrankly.tv. Get on over there if you want to enjoy the After Hours programming, which is coming up in about 10 minutes. Robert Sarns sends over a sleeve of cookies over there. NJSF says, it is all virtue signal. If the trigger was real, those emails would do it. Uper Viking says, what a glorious day for independent media. Grateful for you, Frank, and all of the Franklies. Right back at you. Especially over there on QuiteFrankly.tv. I love that that will, that's always, you know, as long as there's internet. That'll always be there and we'll be able to do so much. The freedom has been incredible. We had wonderful things lined up last night on the show. The Night Owl programming. I actually put Tommy Boy on as the feature presentation last night. But leading up to Tommy Boy was a lot of cool stuff. And the Night Owl stuff was incredible. I put some truth stream in there. I put some really graceful in there. There's a little coast to coast. And um, and then there was the second interview that Art Bell had with Malachi Martin in 1997. So that went all throughout the night. Really, really awesome stuff. Got to put that, got to gotta do more um, late night Saturday stuff too. I used to put a lot of Saturday stuff out there as well. Maybe we got to get those playlists together. Good old school radio dramas or something. We'll figure it out. 
NJSF says YouTube benefits from the dark fiber Google bought and allows fast peering with ISPs. Okay, so maybe that's one way to explaining why Rumble is going through growing pains, but then again, they, they keep growing, so that's good in itself. Alternatives are good. Not that we should put all of our eggs in the, in the Rumble basket, but it's just good that to see alternatives are far more viable than they ever were. Paulie9363 says both Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson out. Connection? Now, I think the connection is that um, Tucker Carlson releasing Don Lemon on a day like today, I don't know if, if they said, oh, quick, let's, let's fire him. Tucker Carlson's out. It'll give us a little bit more. I, people will probably never even notice Don Lemon at this point. He's like a pariah over there, moving him all around to try to find a try to find a show that he can contribute to without pissing somebody off. So, um, I don't know if it's a connection, but I'm willing to hear all theories. Thank you, Sean Joe. NJSF again. Their belief is Homo Deus, man as God. As per the WEF's Yuval Harari. Sean Joe, WitchyPoo22, Chai Possum, thank you guys so much. Doug Simi, thank you. NJ again says Bloomberg spent a half a billion dollars out of spite and also funds a lot of smart cities and other ESG stuff. Then Stostube dropped some cookies on us. Jay Brewskies. WitchyPoo and Sean Joe rounded out. Thank you guys and gals so much. I'm going to release the scratching right now. And uh, I invite you all over to QuiteFrankly.tv for the rest of the evening because there is always good stuff going on over there. And I'll be jumping into the chat room from time to time as well. Uh, let's see here. Jerry Coogan says, quick, check the Theta viewing figures. Theta viewing figures? What the hell? Why are there 41 people watching on Theta? That doesn't happen. Why are there 41 people watching on Theta? There's not enough room in the jacuzzi for 41 people. What just happened on Theta? I have never seen this in my life. It is surreal. <laughs> so, I don't know. You better do some shock treatments to that, that jacuzzi afterwards. Way too many. You, you just don't know. Just don't know anybody. Their hygiene anymore. Anyway, I'm glad that so many has... Uh, oh, oh, somebody raided me. Well, that's great. Well, listen, if this is your first time watching, you're at the tail end of the Monday night episode, and we'll see you tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, for whatever else, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I would go back and watch the Saturday night show. That was a real, that was a real good one, a real good one, but um, happy to meet many of you, and even if it is in the last couple of minutes, nice to get a raid. Nice. All right. Is that all I have for you right now? We are going to be talking about we are going to be talking about the um, the cattle the cattle mutilations. We will be doing that at some point this week. I am going to pair that up with a few other things and and uh, and that'll be that. Thank you guys and gals for everything. Uh, it'll be another day tomorrow and I'll be looking out for you here wherever you are watching. I'll be here. Quite frankly TV, Theta Twitch, Rumble, YouTube, Odyssey, Rockfin, and soon to be more. But that's all. Appreciate Rich Barris, and we will see you guys tomorrow night. See you later. I'll catch you on the flip side.
Why Frankly is filmed before a live studio audience. And now our super chatters, starting with Stostube and ending with Jerry Coogan and all of our wonderful friends on Rumble and elsewhere. You guys, thank you so much, Wart Guy. Thank you so much to the very lovely... Who is the other one? There you go, Nana Nose. And all of our wonderful friends on Foxhole. We'll see you tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Good night, everybody. Go to QuiteFrankly.tv. Become a sponsor of the show. coronavirus we pray that it be dissolved with healing with healing with healing your cervix your penis your vagina your buttocks your colon go wash your hands